0: Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson.
1: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast, the show 100% dedicated to the magnificent lacrosse goalie. My guest today, all he does is win Goalie of the Year awards, or so it seems. It's MLL pro Sean Scannoni, two-time Goalie of the Year award winner in the MLL in his first two years in the league. And of course, coming off a Goalie of the Year season at UMass. Such a pleasure to chat with Sean about his goalie game. About what makes him great, about the things that he does to prepare to play this position at the highest level. I know you're going to take away at least one or two things that you can use in your own goalie game. So, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this conversation with Sean Scanoni. Before we get started with this episode with Sean, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online Lax Goalie Rat. Academy. We just finished up our second virtual summit where 11 goalie pros and coaches gave awesome presentations on all aspects of how to be an elite lacrosse goalie from technique to nutrition to mental mindsets. Everything is covered in there. You get access to all of that training with your access to the Lax Goalie Rat Academy. And that's not all, ladies and gentlemen, there's tons of training videos, drills, mental mindset exercises done by myself out at the field. It's just amazing training content, and if you want the best for your lacrosse goalie, I recommend you join. You can check it out at laxgoalierat.com/goal slash goal It's just 40 bucks a month and you get access to all the elite training I have available. Once again, laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Check it out. Enjoy this conversation with Sean. Well, awesome. I'm here with Sean Scannoni. Sean, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. Appreciate
1: it. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I always like to start way back at the very beginning. Do you remember the first time you jumped into goal?
0: Uh, I don't remember the exact day, but my dad was my little league coach and uh, he was just like, no one wants to play goalie, so You're getting in there. Yeah, I was probably like a third or fourth grader. I like scoring goals like every other kid did. And uh, he's like, you're the coach's kid, so you're hopping in the net. So (laughs) kind of just got in there. I used to play halves till like maybe sixth or seventh grade. Then my dad's like, all right, I guess you're staying in because it it was going pretty well at the time. But uh, he got hit in the leg when I was really little. And I went down and cried. And my dad was like, come on, you'll be all right. You got to stand up. And like I got up. And ever since then, it was kind of just kept the thing rolling
1: <laughs> nice yeah some some tough love and getting 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 that first shot to the to the shin or to the leg huh?
0: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah
1: and where, where did you grow up you grew up in a pretty like like pretty strong hotbed of lacrosse right
0: yeah so I grew up um, on Long Island in a town called East Islip um went to the youth program here it's unbelievable uh went to high school here kind of like a hometown kid you know
1: mm-hmm awesome yeah a lot of goalies like when they're getting started i often recommend that they spend like especially the youth they spend like a half in the field and a half at goal do you think that i mean do you agree with that do you think that benefited you ultimately in your goalie career
0: yeah i think so because you know there's a lot of ups and downs in goalies people know but uh you know i like to score a couple goals when you're a little third grader running around with your buddies and other times hop in there and stop the goals but uh yeah i mean it's great because i think it's, kids a chance to you know feel it out at first because you don't want to play a full game if you absolutely hate it then you might never want to go back in so it's kind of mm-hmm. like a little taste and you like it and then gradually make your way into it
1: yeah cool so when you were when you were then learning how to play the position like who who taught you how, how did you go about learning how to make saves
0: <clears throat> well I don't know when I became like my dad my dad was like with me throughout the whole time but uh I don't know when it became full-time, like, all right, let's start getting some training. I don't know when that exactly happened, but uh, two guys in particular, like, really helped me out. Tim McAtee is the assistant coach at Hofstra now. He's an East Slice-Up guy. He's a hometown guy. He actually played high school football with my dad. So they were friendly, and they actually ran into each other in the store one day. And they were like, hey, can I do, kids? And like, oh, Sean's a goalie. He's like, let me work with them. And it kind of took off from there. And uh, another guy named uh, Mark Spruitt, he helped me out a ton as well. Um, he's went to East Islip and just kind of went to his, he had like a little goalie clinic when I was probably in elementary school and we just became friendly ever since. And I actually help him and coach McAtee, uh, coach their travel team now. So it's kind of like, they helped me. I'm with them now giving back and helping them out.
1: That's awesome. It's awesome. Return the favor, huh? You're years yeah, later.
0: Those guys That's have cool. been there with me since day one. So it's been awesome.
1: Yeah, do you remember some of the things that they taught you at the the very beginning? Was it like just some basic, here's how you make the save movement, here's like positioning, here's an arc, here's your stance, or was it just more like, let's get some shots and get some work?
0: Well, Coach McAtee is a really big technician guy, Mm -hmm. so he was more like, work on your technique, work on your arc. I remember you used to make me walk my arc every single day before we trained, and like I hated him for it. But to this day, I'm so thankful. And the kids I, I train now, I make them do the same thing. So Coach Mackey's more technician guy. And I would say mm-hmm. Coach Brew is actually more of, like, let's get some shots, then let's make adjustments as we go along.
1: That's good. So you kind of have, like, a mix, uh, which is pretty strong. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I was strong. super
0: fortunate. Yeah, I was super fortunate.
1: Yeah. Um, awesome. So what, like, what would you say is, you know, when you were starting out, was, like, the number one, I don't know, mistake or problem that you had to overcome?
0: As Like, when I was little? Yeah. Well, that's a tough question. I don't remember that far. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had to overcome. Probably not getting so angry when I got scored on, I would say. Mm. I would let every goal get me really, really angry. And, yeah. you know, I had one of my coaches, I forget who it was, he was like, it's all right, like, they're supposed to score. Like, the ball's so small, like, they're going to score sometimes. It's okay. Like, I just get so frustrated at myself, but I'm like, you know what? Like I'm watching these college games when I'm a little kid and they're scoring fifteen goals, but now it's even like nineteen goals in games. It's like regular. But right. uh you know, back then it was before shot clock, but I just couldn't figure it out. It was just like I got so mad. I was like, Why 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 do I keep letting like why do they keep scoring? So just overcoming the anger and kind of like staying composed is probably my biggest thing as a little kid.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I know lacrosse goalies all throughout college stru- and the pros struggle with that you know, because it's just like a natural human thing. Like you give up some goals and, um, you know, you're so competitive. You got those competitive juices flowing and, and uh, it's tough. It is tough. So I'm, I'm glad you got that training at a young age. It sounds, sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. I was very fortunate in those guys. And I still communicate with them, like I say, every day, practice with them, their travel teams. And throughout my years in college too, they've always been in touch and still are now when I'm playing.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I like to talk about like different styles, like every goalie's kind of got a different, you know, style in terms of how they played. Um, you know, how do you describe your style? Um, first of all, you're a lefty, uh, but just in terms Uh, of like the arc play and kind of like some goalies that, um, you know, you based your style on, like, what what would you say for that one? Um,
0: well, I played a five point arc coming out of high school and Mm -hmm. I went to college. Um, my goalie coach, Doc Schneider was awesome. He kind of treated me and taught me to, like, become a three-point arc type guy. So, Mm. like, I would kind of play my pipes, my middle, my pipe, my middle, my other pipe. And I would kind of just, like, angle myself when I'm in the middle. Maybe Mm. be slightly off. I wouldn't be so much, you know, on that 45 angle as much when guys are kind of sweeping. But I I kind of play, like, a a three-and-a-half-point arc, if that makes sense. He kind of taught me into that, and I just got used to it because we just drilled it every day. But, um, you know, he, he used to tell me, you're kind of like Sal Cassio a little bit, you know, UMass guy and, you know, big dude and net. And, uh, yeah. but you know, I actually went to South clinics growing up. He probably doesn't even remember me that being there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I went to his clinics and, you know, I guess just try to model him after him growing up, but to kind of create my own style too, through college. And it just definitely, you know, changed a lot from high school to now. So,
1: yeah. Interesting. Just for those like listening at home. So the three-step arc, what you're describing, let's say someone's at top center, right? They drive down the alley instead of like taking a step on the arc and like being in the top left position on the arc, which would be like a five point arc. You just kind of like rotate your hips a little bit and and make sure you're square to the shooter, but not really moving your, uh, your
0: position all that much. Is that, is that a good way to describe it? Yeah, that's exactly it. The thing is like, it's kind of like a fuzzy line. I, we, I drilled this so many times with my coach at college, and we do this reps every day, day in and day out. It's kind of fine, like, the fuzzy line between when you need to start moving to your pipe versus when you're okay to be at your middle, when guys are coming mm-hmm. down the alley, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I would, like, guys would start their dodge, and I would kind of angle a little bit. But if they kept going, kept coming down the alley, then I would take my step and get to, like, my pipe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big guy, so it's kind of I take up a lot of net. So that's yeah. to my advantage, I would say, for, um, you know, when guys are sweeping because there's not much for them to shoot at. Kind of found myself out of position a lot when I would step to my 45, so to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would feel myself out of position because every time I would step, I feel like guys would have a lot of net to shoot at on the backside. So mm-hmm. I kind of like to hold my spot. My co- coach Schneider would say from school, hold your spot and just sit there and just kind of just pivot. But when they get down the alley, then take your step. Really – like the fuzzy line. It was, it was hard thing to, to overcome, but I made it work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I find a lot of young goalies like move to the pipe way too quick. You know what I mean? And they're like unknowingly giving up the, the far side shot, which is where you want to make them shoot. Yeah. But like when you're not, when you don't realize that you're giving up all that free area, like sometimes it can kind of screw you up a little bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, shooters are taught. I mean, since I've been watching to shoot to the back pipe when they sweep down the alley. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, you know, play a little mind game there. If you're standing there, they might be hesitant to shoot a little bit more mm-hmm. They want to drill, to shoot to that back pipe. So,
1: yeah, I love it. What would you say is your favorite thing about being a goalie?
0: Oh, my favorite thing. Oh God, it's tough. Maybe like I would say making a big time stuff on a guy and them getting really angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a big time save on somebody and them getting angry and definitely being a part of the defensive unit, I would say. Mm, I mean, I yeah. just ever since like college, like our coach, my defensive coach, Coach McDonald would always harp on being together as a unit no matter what, good, bad, and different stick together. And like I was so fortunate to have one of the best defensive coaches in college across. And uh that's my that was my favorite thing, just the camaraderie down there on the D side at UMass and the toughness just made me who I am.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was writing a post the other week about why I liked lacrosse just in general. And like the camaraderie aspect is, uh, I I hadn't gotten that in any other sport. Like I wrestled and, you know, played soccer and played baseball and played basketball growing up, but just, I don't know the the camaraderie on a lacrosse team and especially amongst the defense is just unlike anything I've ever experienced. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I love it. The college experience too, with guys like you're living with these guys, you're having meals with these guys, you're going to class with these guys, you're in a locker yeah. with these guys, you're with these guys 24-7, and there's no other way to, to do it, I think.
1: Yeah, and those are some of the best moments, too, like, you know, not even, like, game, just, like, stretching pre-practice, you know, and you're, like, clowning on someone for, for something they did, like, the night before, and, like, the, you know, those are just, like, the strong bonding moments that you have as a team. Uh, and It's important, you know, they're fun but also like you as a goalie you're participating in that you're kind of building those trusts with those guys
0: yeah definitely just bust some guys chops a little bit about what's going on but uh actually we had a rule in our locker room at UMass there was no cell phones in the locker room so mm-hmm. we were forced to talk amongst each other and that was yeah. you know coach Canella harped that on us and uh you know guys to their phone house he was like get your phone away like let's go like you know it was, it was a great thing to have yeah
1: it's pretty smart pretty smart rule I love it. Yeah, I was watching some of your uh, some of your clips right before we right before we joined. Um, MLL goalie t- two years running uh, and talk about like stealing one. There was a couple clips where like it was a cross crease pass and you just like snatched it, snatched it out of the air, and I could just tell that guy was so pissed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how I, sometimes I get some of those, but
1: yeah, well, every, every goalie kind of makes in their career kind of makes that save where you're not supposed to, you're like, Oh man, I'm just going to put my stick over there and, and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. for um, sure. Yeah. So then, you know, what, what was um, kind of like your high school lacrosse experience like?
0: Uh, yeah. So I went to East of high school, um, played from ninth to 12th grade we uh, played in a really hard division. We played in, like, um, at the time, it was Suffolk A, Suffolk County A Division, with, like, the Ward-Melvilles, the Smithtowns. You know, at the time, you know, State was really good. And, you know, we were playing really, really tough. West Islip was in our conference. Mm. And, uh, I mean, honestly, looking back on it, I'm thankful for it. I got a lot of shots. And uh, I was very fortunate with that. Um, definitely helped me, you know, become who I am because I feel like I was seeing the best of the best in high school you know, I was playing against those guys who were, everyone's going division one and the other team, you know, guys on my team are going division one. It was just an all out battle in games. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough because when I went and got to college, you know, it was like, all right, I play with these guys in high school, even though those are not those exact guys, but play with division one caliber guys in high school and all the tournaments you go to, you know, I've seen all these, like, you know, I was able to see all the best guys, you know, definitely some, uh, some tough games <laughs> definitely got, uh, yeah. lit up a couple times playing in that league with those really good teams. But, uh, it was definitely a good learning experience. I loved it. Awesome.
1: Did you, I don't know how old you are, but did you play against Jack Kelly? He's one, one of my favorite goalies. He's a West Islip guy.
0: Yeah, he's a West Islip guy. No, he's four years old. I don't, I don't, is he four years? I don't know. No, he's older than me. I wasn't there Got when it. he was there. Got it. Oh.
1: All right. Um, cool. And then um, did you always have like as a goal for yourself to play Division One lacrosse, or is that something that kind of developed, I don't know, like a little bit later in your and you started getting some looks, and you th- and what was your what was your like plan for that?
0: Yeah, well, like I was, I'm I'm a big football guy, a big football family growing up, mm. so I was really more football than lacrosse I was growing up at the time. Mm. So, um, but you know, I was playing lacrosse and I was I was playing travel for Coach Mcatee actually, and uh, we were going to his recruiting showcases, and I guess I was doing pretty well <laughs> at the time, and it kind of was like, you know, he was like, "All right, man, like you have some schools that want you want to do this." Him and my dad sat down because they're, they're really friendly, good friendly because they played football. You know, like I said earlier, they played football together in high school. But I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. I'm pumped up about it. I've you know, learned to love the game even more. Happened probably around like ninth grade or eighth grade, you know, when I started going to these tournaments and uh, kind of yeah. just took off from there. Yeah.
1: It's changed quite a bit uh, nowadays, like in terms of the timing and everything. Um, but that's interesting. It happened so young for you.
0: Yeah. Well, like, that's so funny you say that. My sister – she uh, is actually an attackman at University of North Carolina right now and she was getting recruited as an eighth grader and like I felt I felt so bad. I'm like, you know what I not even mean? step foot in high school and yeah. like you're ninth grade now and you have colleges, you don't even know what's going on. Right. <laughs> like, I'm so happy they changed the rule now. It's I, I really think it's good for the kids.
1: I do too. Yeah, I do too. Uh you mentioned you're you know you're a big football player. I was curious if there was like any specific type of um football skills or things that you learned uh, playing football that translated over into your, into your lacrosse game or, or specifically your lacrosse goalie game?
0: Yeah. Well, I was a center in football, so okay. uh center and a defensive lineman. So uh, yeah, definitely just like the communication kind of being like, you know, like the mm. focal point, I guess. Um, I don't know. Like that's kind of a tough question. I mean, definitely the camaraderie thing we have a really tight group for uh, where I grew up playing football and made a really good bond, but um you know, I think it's just, like, being who you are and, like, you know, just accepting, you know, what's going on around you and just kind of being the best leader possible. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. You know, from playing football and lacrosse, I kind of meshed those two together. And then I, when I went to UMass, it was just worked on being the best possible team that I could have been.
1: Awesome. What do you say to kids out there who are um, starting to go through the recruiting process? What's your advice would, to them?
0: I would say be patient. You know, a lot of guys are worried about, you know, who's going where. They took a goal in this class. They took an attackman who's a lefty who I want to be, you know, be patient. Like, there's so much going on right now, especially with COVID and, like, colleges are figuring out their classes and how many guys should be in and stuff like that, who's redshirting, who's not. The biggest advice I would give to kids is be patient. There's a place for everybody. You know, whether it's D1, D2, D3, or club, there's a place for everybody. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to love UMass some guys might not like their school where they're at right away, but there's always a place for somebody and everything happens for a reason. I feel like so.
1: Love it. Yeah. What was it about UMass that you loved so much?
0: Definitely this, the team, the guys, you know, the camaraderie, the mm-hmm. the toughness that coach Canella and the whole staff, um, you know, you know, made us become men. Um, yeah. It was just, you know, I watched them. I remember getting recruited. I watched them play against Hofstra. And I remember, guy named Ryan Izzo would run down and just absolutely clean somebody out. I'm like, this is where I want to play. I'm like, these guys are tough guys. And I went there. I got to taste that right away. I'm like, these guys are tough. We work hard. You know, they just do everything the hard way. And, you know, nothing's given to you at UMass. And I, I love that. I worked for everything.
1: Yeah. That's the question I was going to ask. Did you get a sense of that like before, like during the recruiting process, like just visiting the team? Or was it really like once you became a part of that team, did you then um, realize that, oh, this is the place for me?
0: I would say a little bit of both, but uh, definitely on my visits when I was watching practice and watching the way they went about things. And um, I stayed with a guy named Dylan Gruder both times. another Long Island guy from from Smithtown. But uh, just talking with him and just, watching what they were doing. I'm like, this place is just, you know, blue collar. It's where I come from. And it's just, they had a lot of Long Island guys up at UMass. So fit Mm. right in. If you felt uncomfortable, there was definitely a Long Island guy to lean on when you're up there.
1: (laughs) Nice. I love it. I think, I think at the beginning or earlier, you mentioned kind of once you got to UMass, your goalie style like changed quite a bit, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, uh, once I got there, I, you know, I was playing goalie here. I thought I was doing a lot with like my, my training and stuff, but when I got there, it was just you're not you're not even scratching the surface of what you can do. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, putting in a lot of time with Coach Doc, and uh, you know, just playing wall ball, doing you know, working out, doing the um, doing the runs, and like <clears throat> I just didn't even know what hard work really was till I mm-hmm. got there. And it was like, nope, you like you're sacrificing this, you know, you're coming in early, you're staying late, and just became who I was. And I'm so thankful for it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Um, what about, I mean, what kind of like specifically did you guys do for your goalie training regiment? Was it, um, well, I'll just leave it right there. What did you guys do for your goalie training regiment?
0: Well, every day of practice, we would go out there. Coach Doc would work with us probably 25 minutes, 30 minutes, at least before practice every day. Um, whether before it was practice. Yeah. So like guys nice. would be stretching, especially when it was cold out. Yeah, you know, they would be stretching inside and goalies would go up and they would get their work in and then the team would come out and then we'd get going. But uh, besides that, Coach Doc, actually, if he ever listens to us, he's going to shoot me a text probably and make fun of me. But uh, he made me a list, a, a schedule, actually, Monday through Friday of uh, extra work I do outside the runs, outside the weight room, outside practice. It's like for me, he made it. He posted my locker and I was and he'll tell you this. I was so pissed at him when he did this to me, but I'm very fortunate for it um mondays i would do two mile run on the treadmill and then head out to practice before for training right and then tuesdays and thursdays i would do maybe i got the mix up tuesday and thursdays i would run monday wednesday i would do wall ball and jump rope downstairs and like the squash course we had there was a good spot for wall ball Mm -hmm. and i would work on my technique or whatever it was and then monday and like i said monday I'm sorry, Tuesday and Thursday, I would run. And then Friday, I would kind of work on whatever I needed to work on to get ready for Saturday. So whether it was jump rope or it was just some hand-eye coordination stuff. But we kind of sat down and went through it together. And that was my schedule since junior year to senior year.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah,
0: no, I definitely, uh, was <laughs> definitely angry at him at the time. But, you know, yeah. I'm thankful for it. But.
1: Yeah, well, look look where it's gotten you, you know. two time I'm in the pros, two-time goalie of the year, MLL. Um, I mean, tons of accolades. So it's it just goes to show that putting in that hard work, right, pays off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um well, I wanted to see. I mean, you're a bigger dude, you know. I mean, what what are you like two two fifty? I'm like two seventy, yeah. Two seventy, yeah. So a lot of people see you in cage and kind of like see like that bigger dude and don't realize like how physically like in shape you are, how strong you are, and all the work that goes in, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, like when coach Doc put that in for me in college, I kind of just try to keep it the same way because it worked for me. So I kind yeah. of, you know, trying to maintain that. I don't want to change, you know, what's not broken.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I tell goalies. Because because the, the beautiful part about being a goalie is you can, I mean, you could be all body types, you know, I mean, that same goes for lacrosse. I mean, I'm five foot eight, like, you know, kind of a slimmer build, but you got dudes that are six foot four, like built like a football player um, excelling just as well, but regardless of how you're built, like you got to be in shape, you got to be strong. You got to be the quickest inside of that six by six is kind of what I, what I always tell folks.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, just kind of, like I said, like you know, stick to what you do. Like, don't change yeah. something that's like, that's not, that doesn't need to be changed. Work yeah. on, you know, what you're good at. And then if you're, if you're struggling with something, that's where you're to work your hardest and the points where you're struggling at the most to, you know, try to beat that and overcome those, those tough obstacles.
1: Yeah. Do you remember some things that you that you struggled with
0: in college? Yeah,
1: or, or college, or I recently either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had a pretty tough time with um, shots that were kind of going past my ankle. Mm. You know, kind of like not really bouncing, but on the fly past the ankle, I would have a tough. I would always, you know, go down on it and lift my hands up, and the ball would always scoop underneath mm. my stick. So like I was
1: anticipating, anticipating the, you were kind of like anticipating a little bounce.
0: Right, so like I would go down at the ball and mm-hmm. instead of like kind of driving my hands down at the ball, I would mm-hmm. try to scoop it up. Mm. The ball would go under my stick instead of yeah. you know, staying down and, on, and smothering the ball. But yeah. I, the amount of reps I did with that at college, it's kind of, you know, I tell the kids I had trained now, like you want to, you want to like work on, you know, muscle memory. So, you know, when you make that mistake if that makes sense. So like when I shoot the ball and, and say, I bounce it and the goalie I'm training miss it. I, I always tell him, do you know, like, you know what you did wrong? And he'll be like, yes, you no." my biggest thing is like, if you know what you're doing wrong, you can fix it. Yeah. You know, you're not picking up on that. Like I think that's from like coach McAtee, I think coach doc, you know, just learning the game and just getting to know the game and getting to know what is right versus what is wrong.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, was there a stretch where you were the, um, were you the backup goalie? Did you ever yeah, have to go through so, that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'll go through my uh, my four years quick here at UMass. Freshman yeah. year came in, um, wasn't the starter, was the backup between two guys. Actually, split times. So they split halves, and then um, we were four. I want to say we were four and four going into conference play, and they threw me in there, and they're like, "All right, let's go here." We actually went 0-5 in conference and finished the year 4-9. and 9. Yeah, so that was tough my freshman year. Um, I did all right. You know, not not as good as I would hope, but I did okay. Um, then sophomore year, I'd come back thinking I'm the starter, and boom, not. I backed hmm. up the whole sophomore year. Uh, I was very angry. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it was a good learning curve for me. Honestly, I feel like I'm better for it at this point looking back now. And junior year came around. I got a chance to play the first four games, played some tough opponents, and then I got yanked again my junior mm, year. Wow. So junior year came around, and then we went back to conference play, and they threw me in there in the Delaware game. I think it was the second game of conference play, and I just took it and ran. I'm um, like, mm. I'm not doing this again. You know, I learned my lesson. I kind of – junior year was kind of a tipping point for me, I would say. You know, just kind of – that's when all the, all the extra work started and that mm. stuff. And just after that, just kind of took it off and ran.
1: Yeah. What was, you know, as someone who's so fiery, so competitive, like what was kind of going through your mind when you got pulled?
0: I was, I was angry. I was definitely angry. I was like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like, didn't think the coaches liked me, <laughs> you know, I'm like what's going on here? Cause as a kid in high school, I was like the starter forever. Like I've always played. A man, and Yeah.
1: Right.
0: We get there and it's a little bit of a reality check for you. You're like, Oh, you're not the best anymore. Like you got to work to be the best. And that's like, that's the motto. Coach Canelo preached that UMass, speed be the best, you know, and just just took it and ran. I was just, like, I thought I was hated, but like the amount of meetings I have with Coach Doc, like they're endless. They were endless and it was going back and forth. But, you know, looking back on I'm definitely fortunate. I learned a lot from those ex- those experiences.
1: Yeah, I love it. Um We touched on it a little bit, but obviously as a lacrosse goalie, like mental toughness is, is such a huge element of being, you know, an elite goalie of of being successful in what we do. I'm curious, like, what does, what does mental toughness mean to you, Sean?
0: It's a good question. Um, Mental toughness to me is just like not letting anything affect you or let you show affection. You know what I mean? Just when things go bad, it's, you know, how do you react to when things don't go your way? Mm-hmm. And that was just the, the mentality at UMass. And, you know, we would just pre- preach that all the time. And just, you know, it can't be about, you can't, you know, talk about it. You have to be about it. And you can say you do all these things, but if you don't do it, it doesn't mean anything, you know, and just overcoming adversity is mental toughness, too. Like a lot of things go bad for guys and guys crumble, you know, and it's the way people react and the way guys respond to tough situations. And, you know, not just in the cross, but in life. Like something mm-hmm. goes wrong, you have failed a test, you know what, you're going to crumble or you're going to bounce back. Yeah. You know, you, uh, you don't get a job interview, you're going to crumble or, you, you know, think about what you did wrong. You know, that's just mental toughness to me.
1: Yeah, I love it. It's a great definition. Is that something that, um, is that something that you've kind of always had or, or would you say that there were specific exercises or, or lessons that you learned along the way that kind of helped you develop that?
0: Uh, I think through my childhood, you know, my dad's really blue collar guy, brought, brought us up, you know, you have to work for everything. He always taught us. And uh but you know, when I got to college, it was kind of the same thing. Like things didn't go my way. I was I was angry, but you know, it took some time for me, but I responded eventually. It took a little bit early on. I was just kind of you know, not doing the right thing when it first happened my sophomore year, and then I kind of bounced back and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to make the best out of this and you know, I'm going to overcome this. And, You know, I'm just going do the best i can and you will know, be the best and um you know that's what i just preached my whole life and i was thankful for the umass family to have what my real family here back home has taught mm-hmm. me and it was kind of the same thing so i was very fortunate for that
1: yeah love it um one of the things i'm always fascinated by is sort of becoming a leader of a new group you know like lacrosse goalies it's a it's a it's a position of leadership so you know if you're not a natural born leader, like you're going to become one, but you do need to put in, put in some work. And I'm always curious, like how goalies go into like a brand new set of guys, whether it be UMass, whether it be, you know, the Rattlers, your MLL teams, right. How do you go to a brand new set of guys and be like, all right, like I'm the leader here. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. Well, when I got, while I was on the Rattlers two summers ago, I didn't get picked up by anybody. And um, coach water gave me a call asked me to come play. I was fired mm-hmm. up about it. And the authority in a locker room of guys who have been playing for 10 years, guys, you know, I'm 22 years old coming out of college, and there's guys that are, you know, 33 with kids on the team, you know, it's kind of like, wow, this is like, this is awesome. Like, I'm here. I have another opportunity to play, but getting to be a part of, like, a new group of guys, I feel like you just got to be yourself. Like, don't be somebody who you're not. You know, mm-hmm. like, I haven't said that earlier, too, in this, in the talk, but just I I don't understand why guys try to be somebody else a lot of the time. Like you go in there and you're yourself, guys will like you no matter what, you know, and then just be who you are on the field and have a blast with it. Get to know the guys in the locker room. I think that's the biggest thing too, you know, be in the locker room with the guys, get to know them and you know, just have a blast with it.
1: Yeah. That's what I love so much about that question is um, you know, there's no one right answer. Like you have some guys that are more, you know, reserved, soft spoken but you kind of know like when they talk, like, Oh, you know, I should, I should probably listen up because like when he actually does speak up, like he knows what he's talking about. And then you have guys that are loud, boisterous, you know, like kind of lead leading all the drills. And, and I think both can work it's, but like you said, you got to be who you are. So don't try to be somebody that you're not. I think that's really good advice.
0: Yeah, definitely. You don't want to change who you are because that's just never going to work for you or the team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love it awesome Um, so then you graduate UMass you want to tell talk a little bit about uh, your you started a little bit about your experience in the MLL
0: yeah so I graduated UMass we lost the CA semifinals which was terrible last game but uh yeah I was you know I remember my coach was like hey you want to play you know MLL I'm like yeah that'd be awesome like whatever Mm -hmm. time goes by nothing happens you know the draft happened in the spring at the time between PLL and MLL, and I didn't get picked up in the leagues. And uh, Coach Warder for the Rattlers gave me a chance. He's like, "Hey, you want to come down for a game?" I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Didn't play early on. I uh, got a chance to play. Actually, we had a Thursday game actually, and one of the goalies couldn't make it because he was—I think he was working or had a ch- or was in school—and I got a chance to play. And I did all right, you know. Where I was out in Denver, played the Outlaws against John Grant Junior. Wasn't the. Uh, the best day for me, you know, playing against one of the best of all time. But, uh, yeah, and then just kind of games went on. And then one game we're playing down in Dallas. Coach Ward came up to me. We were playing Chesapeake, and he's like, all right, you're in today. I was like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. Like, you know, because, you know, playing the MLL is just fun. Like, I tell all the guys that ask me, it's just a lot of fun. Like, it's, I feel like it's kind of stress-free. It's just they let you be who you are. I think our coach, Coach Ward, does a great job of that. And we just have, you know, just, we're just having a blast. Like, I, can't, I It's so hard to explain when everyone asks me what's the difference and, you know, how's your experience. We're just out there playing lacrosse and having a good time. That's all it is. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the
1: best? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. At, the, at, at, the, at, you know, the highest level uh, professionally, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I um, was looking at your Twitter and the one pinned tweet is like, what was your welcome to the league moment? Uh, where's your where shot? It does like kind of like a crease dive and scores on you. I I love that.
0: Yeah, I'm like, this this man's 40 years old, and he's completely exposing me out here, but that's why he's the best. But he's actually one of the greatest players to play against. He's a great guy, and he respects, you know, he respects you as a player, and I respect him as a player, obviously. But, uh, you know, he respects who you are, and just he's a really good guy, John Grant.
1: Yeah, I love it. Who are some of the best, um, like, who are some of your favorite defenders that you've played with, and why?
0: Um, Definitely UMass, Isaac Paparo's up there. He's number one. He plays for the you know, the PLL for the Whip Snakes right now. He's two-time All-American. Um His approach to the game was like none I've ever seen. You know, he treated it like it was. I don't even know how to explain. It, like the last game he was ever going to play, every day of practice. Wow. You know the way he went about his his routine, his consistency, his film, his everything was just through the roof. Um He's hands down, you know, up there with one of those guys. But uh my freshman year at college, actually, the four defensemen. I mean the three defensemen that were there were all seniors, Kyle Kraska, uh Karen Porzette and Bob Fahey. Those three guys took me in as like they're like not, you know, like they're a little child, kinda. they these three grown men as seniors, you know. Uh they have full beards and I'm up there, you know, I can't even grow my beard yet at the time. And I'm like and they're taking me under their wing. But definitely those three guys and Isaac Aparo, hands down too, is one of the best. The way they approached the game was unbelievable.
1: I love it. I love, I love what you said there about uh approaching every pr- every practice like it's your last opportunity to play. Um it's amazing how quick it goes, you know, 4 years in college and then for most for most folks that's it. Like you don't have the opportunity to to play beyond that except maybe some club ball, but it, it it's not the same. It really isn't. Um but yeah, approaching every day like it's like it's the last. I mean, if you can bring that intensity to the lacrosse field, uh, I think you're going to be successful. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Oh uh, yeah, hands down. You know, the way he just the way Isaac Paparo approached everything he did, whether it was his diet, it was his you know his workout routine, you know, and just everything he did. And just, if every kid can mold, can be the like, go pro- approach their game like him, you know, it'd be a tough, tough, tough world. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's one of the greats in that way, and i never seen anything like that.
1: Love it. So we are now recording like in November off season. What, what are you doing to prepare for the, for the next season? What's, what's your, are you seeing any shots or is it more just, just, you know,
0: um, non
1: lacrosse kind of
0: working out type of stuff? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I do kind of work, I work out and um, work on my cardio and work on my hands a little bit, but it's hard because when I was training last year for the MLL, it's my first time without playing in college. Then going into mm. the league. So it was my first yeah. full year without playing. And I actually broke my thumb maybe in like, I want to say May. I was training with my buddies and I broke my thumb and I was like, damn, like, I don't want to do this again. Like, you know, I want to pad it up and stuff like that. And kind of took a setback back there in, in late May last year. But, um, you know, I I, will, I like to get shots, but I don't want to get too many shots right now because mm. I don't want, you know, I don't want to get drilled in the thumb again and break my thumb for the 10th time. You know, for yeah. no reason. But, yeah, I think I play wall ball and stuff like that and work on my technique and kind of stay sharp that way. And then maybe, like, in the spring, I'll start getting more and more, like, live shots and try to get back into it that way. But right now, I haven't really been really getting many live shots. Just work on technique right now and, you know, work on my fitness.
1: <clears throat> yep. You broke your thumb on a shot?
0: Yeah, I got hit in the shot. My buddy, he, uh, his defenseman, he played at Hofstra. Shooting with a pole on me. I don't know why I let him do it, but sure. Bang, went off the thumb
1: caught it in the wrong way. Yeah, man, it's so common amongst lacrosse goalies to have that injury. Um I that kind of leads me to another question. Do you uh like what's your thoughts on getting padded up?
0: Um what do you mean, in the goal like what I
1: wear? Yeah, and the gold like do you wear any like during practice or whatever, kind of when you're taking shots, are you are you just normal gear or do you like throw on some leg pads every once in a while or what's what's your No, I'm any...
0: I'm, I'm normal gear always. Chest yeah. protector, helmet, mouthpiece, gloves. Cleats, Cops, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I, I don't want to be different. I want to keep everything the same. Kind of keep, like, you know, I don't want to feel like I have something on my leg and then go in the game and it's, like, totally different. Yeah. I, mean, I And I hate to say it, too, but kind of, you get hit, you kind of, you know, all right, like, sort of feels like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of get used to it, get used to it. And it, sound, it sounds psychotic, honestly, but, you know, I don't want to get hit in the pad and then get in the game and get hit. It's like, ow, I don't know how to react to this. Yeah. You, know, you get hit in, you get hit in practice and you know how to react and move on.
1: Yeah, I mean, you certainly do get used to it as a lacrosse goalie. Um, but dudes are shooting pretty damn hard these days. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, so you're doing quite a bit of coaching now, right? Or maybe not quite a bit, but can you, can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, I mean, I there's a bunch of goalies here locally on Long Island I work with every week. We get to get some work in. I love doing it, it's unbelievable because I feel like when I was. Their age, I was so super excited to train and get out there, like you know, and have someone work with me. But, uh, yeah, I coach a travel team, Long Island Rush, with Coach McAtee, Coach Screw the guys who worked with me, work with those kids. Um, I love being a part of it, you know. I mean, I feel like because when I was their age, I loved playing lacrosse every single day in my life, you yeah. know. What I mean, like, I still do now, but I don't have the opportunity to do that now because I'm kind of older and I don't have a team every day to be around like these kids do. But I love giving back. I love being around the kids, joking around with them. You know, they ask to shoot on me all the time. I always tell them maybe next time, but um it's good. I love doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was coaching a youth team once and I finally jumped into the goal so they could <laughs> shoot on me. I was not that was not a good move because a couple of dudes scored on a couple of kids scored on me and I never heard the end of it.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: But you know, there's one eighth eighth grader. I mean, he scored on me. He's like, "What? You're a college goalie?" I'm like, "Come on, man! You're like five yards away."
0: <laughs> yeah, there's crow hop from like two yards. And like- I know, and
1: shoot it as hard as hard as I can. Yep, um, that's awesome. You know, there's there's um, certainly like a different skill set when it comes to being a coach as to as opposed to like being a good goalie. Would you say like you know what are some of the attributes that that make you a good coach.
0: Well, I don't know if I'm a good coach, but I'm a coach. I'm a coach, Fair but uh, I think just being understanding of the kids, you know, and, and the guys that you're coaching, um, understand what they're going through. Like I coach, I was volunteer coach at Saint John's University in, in the spring before COVID hit, and uh, I think that, I mean I think the guys like love having me there because I can relate, you know, and like the, having a younger guy around, I feel like it helps the kids especially at St. John's and even the younger kids I coach now for like the youth travel teams, just be able to relate to them, you know, like, Hey, like, what'd you guys watch on TikTok type kind of thing, kind of get their mind off some things or mm-hmm. hey, you see that social media thing or, you know, stuff like that. But, and then they ask you questions too. Like, you know, what was it like when you got recruited? Like, Cause it's not as far as maybe some of the older coaches that are out there. It's a little more relatable. So I feel like that's the biggest thing. is just kind of be able to relate to the kids and just have fun with them.
1: Yeah, there's a uh there's a famous coaching quote and I actually always mess up my quotes. I some of these podcasters have like all these quotes ready to go. Not not this guy. But anyway, it's kind of like it's kind of like it says, you know, they got to know that you care before they care what you know. You know what I mean? So you've got to like you've got to like develop that relationship and know that like hey, I've got your guy's best interest at heart, really care about you before that they, they they start to like Listen to what you say is kind of the idea behind it. So I think that's a really smart thing that you do there. Yep. Awesome. Um, were you a big pregame ritual kind of guy?
0: Um, What's your pre-game look like? Right now in the MLL. Yeah. Um, pregame ritual in the MLL. Um, kind of just I mean this past year, just kind of in the in the in the bubble down in Annapolis, it was <laughs> get off the bus. Get changed, go out to the field, and get a warm up going, and then hop in the net. But yeah. on like a nor- on like a normal day, we would uh, when we played in Dallas for the Rattlers, it was kind of just get off the bus, get down to the locker room, kind of sit there. I'm not a big headphones guy. I like to sit there and kind of you no, know, I don't like to be too serious, but I like to be focused. Um, I used, I always go out to the field beforehand, throw around a little bit, just get a feel, and then come back in, put my gear on, and then get warmed up and get ready for the game. Not really too superstitious in that, that sense. Kind of just be relaxed is my biggest thing.
1: Yeah, love it. Um, cool, Sean. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to do this and kind of share your knowledge. Um, what, what do you think's next for you? What, what, what kind of goals are you working for these days?
0: Um, my ultimate goal right now is I want to, you know, be on Team USA one day. Nice. You know, that's my ultimate goal. Yeah, definitely win a championship um but yeah the ultimate goal for me is to be on team USA that'd be unreal that'd be like goal since I was a little kid but uh yeah and just kind of finish my graduate degree and start working hopefully one day
1: (laughs) awesome cool well good luck with your quest in team USA that's an awesome goal um what an honor to play for the stars and stripes baby that's it cool. (laughs) cool um John if you could leave the kids out there with one last piece of advice what what would that be
0: don't take this game too serious. Mm-hmm. Have fun with it. All the recruiting and all the stuff. And parents, just have fun. Enjoy your time, you know. It goes fast. Biggest thing for me is just embrace the moment, you know. Don't have your phone out maybe once in a while and just look around and be like, man, this is awesome, you know. Definitely embrace the moment. Don't take it too serious.
1: I love it. I love it. Oh, for the gearheads, I forgot to ask what, what, what stick setup you're going with these days.
0: Um, well, I use a Maverick Shaft. I uh, use a Maverick um, chest protector EKG, the new EKG guard that they came out with. Nice. Because uh, they have an extra heart pad on it. It's unbelievable. I love it. Um, and I use a warrior nemesis head because of UMass Rear Warrior. And uh, I kind of just stuck with it. I got used to it. I loved it there. But, uh, yeah, that's it.
1: Cool. You, you, are you using the, the original or the No, I was using the
0: two. The nemesis the two. two. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried the three? I haven't yet. No, oh, I-, I haven't. Me neither. In that, that sense, I guess I'll say I'm pretty superstitious in my head. I'll keep it. I'll <laughs> keep
1: it yeah. 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 No, I know a lot of goalies that like the, the whole reason they use like the original, the warrior original is cause like, well, I just love it. Like I can't, you know, I tried the other one and didn't work out, but awesome. Cool. Sean, if people want to learn a little bit more about you, uh, where should they go?
0: Um, guess go to my Instagram or go to my Twitter, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know. <laughs> same old stuff each day for me pretty much right now until the season gets going. So
1: love it. What's the what do you want to say the handle?
0: Yeah, it's Sean underscore scanoni31. Uh, it's for both for Twitter and Instagram. Love it, love it. Sean, thank you so much. All right, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. With two-time MLL Goalie of the Year winner in his first two seasons, a pretty unbelievable feat joining the elite ranks of multiple Goalie of the Year award winners, John Galloway, Greg Catrano, Brian Dockerty, Drew Adams, Brian Schwartzman. Jesse Schwartzman, not Brian Schwartzman. Jesse Schwartzman, elite goalie company. And you can see why after listening to that episode uh, what, what makes him elite, the mental mindsets he goes into the game with and his desire to get better. Awesome ambition to play for Team USA uh, and I wish him nothing but luck in that endeavor. That'll do it this week. Let me know what you learned. Let me know one thing that you learned. You know how to find me at LaxGoalieRat on all of the socials. As always, get out there, get some work in, do well, and be well. I'm Coach Damon.
0: You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.